Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Fantasy NFL Today Podcast. And welcome to Episode 7. I can't believe we're ready on Episode 7 with training camp around the corner. We're right now in that lull period, that lull period where the draft ended, nothing's going on until training camp, but news keeps on breaking. And if you're not keeping up with the news, you are falling way behind and you will not be prepared for your fantasy draft. Breaking news from this week, past weekend, I should say, is the New Orleans Saints signed Jarvis Landry. And as you know, and as you have been following me all along, you know that I am high on Chris Olave. This is a problem for Chris Olave. There's a lot of mouths to feed in New Orleans if Michael Thomas comes back healthy. If Michael Thomas doesn't come back at all, Chris Olave's upside is still there. But I am a believer as of right now where it stands. If Michael Thomas comes back, I'm going to unfortunately have to drop Chris Olave just a little bit in my rankings. Think about the mouths that they have to feed in the passing game. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and don't forget they throw the ball a lot to Kamara. Those are four guys that you're hoping give you a lot of fantasy points if you draft them. Am I wrong? I mean, you're drafting Michael Thomas, who's, who's probably going to be drafted very late this year, so stay tuned on my rankings for him because I am a little bit higher than consensus, consensus rankings. but. You're going to want to expect a lot from Michael Thomas. You're going to expect a lot from Jarvis Landry. You're going to expect a lot from Chris Olave. You're going to expect a lot from Kamara. And I just think there's too many mouths to feed in New Orleans for those players to be consistent. Or should I say Chris Olave to be consistent. If Michael Thomas is healthy, 100% healthy, he's going to be consistent. And that's why I'm higher on him than I am than most consensus rankings because I think Michael Thomas is one of the best wide receivers in the game, especially in route running, especially in catching the ball, and 100% in PPR. So keep your eye on Michael Thomas moving forward. So going back to Chris Olave, again, I am a little concerned. I just think that Jarvis Landry takes away the potential of Chris Olave catching those underneath routes, all the attention going on Michael Thomas, so none of the attention's on Chris Olave. So I think they may relegate Chris Olave to a more deep down-the-field threat. If you watch Ohio State, he is an unbelievable deep down-the-field receiver. Jameis Winston's got a cannon. So I do think they'll hook up often, but I don't think it's going to be enough to warrant a high fantasy draft pick this year. We are going to get rocking and rolling on Episode 7. So Episode 7, in this episode, I'm going to talk about three wide receivers that have an ADP that is entirely, entirely too low. What I mean by that is I am higher on these three wide receivers than their ADP is saying. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would just like to announce that this is last call. It is 11.30 p.m. and we are at last call. And what I mean by last call is these three wide receivers that I'm about to give you, this is your last chance to grab them 
at a low price. If you're in a keeper league, a dynasty league, any league where you have keepers and you want one of these three wide receivers, now is the time to go and grab them. Because I promise you, their buy low is going to end very soon. Because again, we're at that low period, and that low period is going to come to an end very soon. And as soon as it does, these three wide receivers buy low potential is going to be gone. And you're going to have to pay per pay price or even pay above value for one of these three wide receivers. So if you're in a keeper league, make sure you tune into this episode. And if one of these wide receivers are guys that you want and somebody else has rostered, I suggest grabbing them or him now. Ring, 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 ring. Hello, is this uh, is this Russell Gage? Hey, buddy, this is Tom Brady. I just came out of retirement. How would you like to come and win a ring in Tampa? That is exactly how the conversation went down between Tom Brady and Russell Gage. Tom Brady, as soon as he announced he was coming back, knew that Antonio Brown was lost from Tampa. So Tampa has to replace Antonio Brown's production. So Brady says that he absolutely loves Russell Gage and would love him on Tampa. So what did he do? He picked up the phone and he gave him a ring. Literally, a day later, Russell Gage signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There are two huge factors going into the upside of Russell Gage right now. Factor number one, the loss of Antonio Brown. Somebody's going to have to fill the shoes and the target share that was lost thanks to Antonio Brown deciding to take his pads off, his shirt off, and just throw the peace sign up against the New York Jets and run into the tunnel. The Bucs need to fill his shoes. But there's an even bigger factor that points to an extreme upside for Russell Gage, especially early on in the season. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's injury, which was an ACL injury, has no timetable. And what that means is they have no idea when Russell Gage, uh, sorry, when Chris Godwin will be back. Let's think about that for a second. Not only do they not have a timetable, what that timetable would tell us is a time when Chris Godwin is going to start ramping up running, cutting, working out again. So as of right where it stands right now, Chris Godwin has really just rested that knee, rehabbed that knee, but he has done nothing in terms of preparing to play in an NFL game. That's going to take him a while. That's going to take him a, long, a while. I, as I mentioned before, Jameson Williams came off with the same injury, but he's already been cutting and running and, and getting ready for training camp. Chris Godwin is not even close to that, supposedly. Every article and, and the close contact that I have with Tampa Bay told me that they want to make sure Chris Godwin is 100% healthy before they even start ramping him up. They don't want to lose Chris Godwin, and Chris Godwin can't afford to get injured. Again, they need Chris Godwin for their playoffs. The Bucs are going to make the playoffs whether they have Chris Godwin or not, but they're only going to succeed in the playoffs is if they have Chris Godwin. So what does that mean for Russell Gage? In 2021, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons had 66 catches, 770 yards, and four touchdowns. In 2020, Russell Gage had 72 catches, 786 yards, and four touchdowns. Yes, he played for a high-tempo offense in Atlanta, but the Bucs are just as high tempo, if not more high tempo, 
with a better quarterback. I'm not saying Matty Ice is bad. I'm going to get to him in, in, with my next player, but I'm saying it's Tom Brady. We're talking about Tom Brady. Okay? We're not talking about Matt Ryan, who is also probably a Hall of Famer. But Tom Brady is the GOAT. He's going to be getting to play with Tom Brady, a guy that wants to play with him. Tom Brady wants to play with Russell Gage. So I decided let's look into his ADP. Let's see where people are drafting Russell Gage this season. And to my surprise, Russell Gage is being drafted at an ADP of 45. So I thought about it. I was like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? Okay, that's just a number, 45. It sounds pretty high. But let's compare him to some of the players that are in the same tier in terms of this consensus ranking. That is not my ranking, people. You will get my rankings very soon, so stay tuned. They're going to be posted on the sportsethos.com website. But let's see where the consensus has Russell Gage in terms of ADP. He is surrounded by guys like Jacoby Myers, Drake London, and Garrett Wilson. So those last two guys, Drake London and Garrett Wilson, are both rookies. Both rookies that play with a quarterback that was considered a bust in Atlanta in terms of Mariota, and then a quarterback in Zach Wilson for the New York Jets that honestly is in his second year and is still raw. You can't not compare both of those guys' talents combined to Tom Brady. Give me Tom Brady's wide receiver two until, of course, Godwin comes back all day long. Think about that. You're getting Tampa Bay. Tom Brady led Tampa Bay. Number two wide receiver, which means he is a, has wide receiver one fantasy football upside, especially in PPR. Evans is going to get his share, but somebody else has to get a share. It's going to be Russell Gage. So if you do go ahead and you draft Russell Gage and you get him a little bit higher than 45 ADP, that's okay because he's worth it. But on top of that, if you get a little bit nervous once you start hearing rumblings about Chris Godwin coming back soon or Chris Godwin's ramping up his, you know, his, his, uh, his training, off-field training, he's ready to come back in a few weeks, I would then, if you're nervous, look to just trade Russell Gage because at that point, if we're in like week three, Russell Gage's value is going to be through the roof because he will be ranked as a wide receiver one in PPR. So if you're in that position, I don't suggest shipping him off just like that because he still has tremendous upside, even with Chris Godwin around. I still like Russell Gage. But if you are the type of person that is, gets a little bit nervous and thinks that Chris Godwin is going to take majority of his targets away, then just ship him off. Because right then and there, you are shipping off a wide receiver one. So you kind of can have your pick of your litter about who you want in return. Tom Brady literally recruited Russell Gage. Tom Brady is obviously very high on Russell Gage. So you should be too. Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason, only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. 
but only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. So to give a little bit of a back story to this next player, um, I'm a car collector. I like to collect memorabilia. I kind of got into it um, during COVID, but before that, as a young child, my father was a big memorabilia collector. I mean, he had Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig's, Ty Cobb. He had everything. He had a handwritten letter, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world. Handwritten letter from Ty Cobb to one of his to his uh, wife or ex-wife. I'm not sure. But it was like a six-page handwritten letter by Ty Cobb. It was the coolest thing. But anyway, so I have been collecting memorabilia since I was a little kid. So what I did is before last season, I kind of picked a player that I thought had extreme upside that card was selling his rookie card was selling extremely low at the time. And that man last year turned out to be Cooper cup. I invested in a one of 99 rookie auto Cooper cup last season before the season started. So why am I telling you this? Well, Cooper cup had a great year. Didn't he guess who I invested in at the end of last year, because I was getting ready for this year. This next man, who's the next guy on our list for a person that I believe his ADP is is just wrong and he's way too low, is Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman for the Indianapolis Colts, to me, and should be to you now, is has extreme upside. He had a breakout year last year, 88 catches, 1,082 yards, and six touchdowns with Carson Wentz. Come on. Come on. Carson Wentz we're talking about here. Michael Pittman broke out with Carson Wentz. Do you have any idea or can you imagine what he's going to put up this year with Matty Ice? Matt Ryan is an extreme upgrade upgrade for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, he's older. I mean, I get it, but he's still a good quarterback. Did you watch any of the Falcons last year? The guy can still sling it, and he slings it really well. He's an extreme upgrade in comparison to Carson Wentz. So what does that do to Michael Pittman's value? It goes even higher. But there's another little stat that I found while I was digging through Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, in terms of throwing to his number one receiver, has one of the highest target shares out of any starting quarterback in the league almost every single year. And that dates back with Julio Jones and then to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley last year, before he left the team, was ranked sixth in the NFL in terms of drop-back targets. So every time a team would drop back and throw the ball in terms of percentage-wise, he was ranked sixth in targets, Ridley. He loves his number one wide receivers. Do you know why? Because he trusts them, and he's a good enough quarterback to if they get the slightest opening, he's going to fit it through. Michael Pittman is through the roof this year. But can you take a guess at what Michael Pittman's ADP is, average draft position. Do you do you have any idea? Wide receiver 21. Are you insane? 21? <laughs> Get out of here. How can you rank Michael Pittman, the number one wide receiver in Indy, the only wide receiver in Indy, even though I'm very high in their, in their rookie Pierce this year, but I'll get to him a little bit later once I talk about my wide receiver rankings. But right now I'm talking about Pittman. Come on. 
How is he wide receiver 21 in PPR? That makes absolutely zero sense. Zero, zero sense to me. He's got an upgrade at quarterback. He's got no other wide receivers besides a rookie to push him for targets. He's going to be in an explosive offense. He plays for an offense that where defenses are going to focus on the run, but it's going to give him a lot more um, favorable coverages. How can you have Pittman ranked or, or average draft position at 21? Extremely undervalued, extremely underrated. I am almost 100% sure it's a lock that Michael Pittman falls in the top 15 in PPR if he can stay healthy. And it's I'm almost sure, and I'll probably be drafting the way that is, he's going to dra- he's going to land top 10 in PPR this year. Michael Pittman is an absolute stud. And I think the Colts are very dangerous this year. So do yourself a favor. Make sure that you are highlighting, circling, starring Michael Pittman when you print out my rankings. I'm telling you, grab Michael Pittman. Strawberry fields forever. If you, if you believe Justin Fields is going to take a step forward this year, in his second year as a Chicago Bears starting quarterback, well, I really wouldn't say last year he was a Chicago Bears starting quarterback. I believe this year is more of his rookie year than last year was, but he's got some game experience. And he has nobody else coming back besides this one wide receiver that I truly believe is extremely undervalued and underrated right now. Darnell Mooney is the only wide receiver that Justin Field has that I would even consider in fantasy football that I probably would even consider to make a football team. Chicago Bears are extremely weak at wide receiver. Extremely weak at wide receiver. You know who their wide receiver two is? Byron Pringle. Yeah. That Pringle, not the Pringles that you like to buy at Walmart and Harris Tier. Pringle from the Kansas City Chiefs. He would have one good game all year long. And then that would be it. That would be the last time you saw a Pringle. <laughs> I'm going to compare Pringle as like the pizza Pringles. Not even like the sour cream and onion ones, because those are dank. Those are delicious. I'm talking the pizza ones that are just absolutely disgusting. But Pringle, don't get me wrong, is a talented wide receiver, but he's not a professional number two wide receiver. I don't know what the Bears are doing here, but I did like their draft. They, they drafted for the future. They didn't draft to put uh, targets around Justin Fields. So in terms of the draft, I liked, but in terms of Justin Fields upside, I, I, the draft hurt him for this year. That is, but for Darnell Mooney, it helped him extremely. It, it really boosted him in my book and in my rankings, because he's got to fight for targets with nobody with absolutely nobody. I do like, I do like commit at tight end, but target shares Mooney's going to dominate this year for the Chicago bears. Mooney's going to absolutely dominate. Do you know where Darnell Mooney is ranked in his ADP? Number 34 for wide receiver. ADP 34. Are you serious? You got to be kidding me. The number one wide receiver for an NFL team playing with a quarterback that is supposed to take a step forward this year, a young, gifted quarterback on a team 
that'll probably be blown out a lot, so they're going to throw a lot, with nobody else fighting for target competition. So if we look at the ADPs currently, guys that are kind of um, surrounding him here are guys like Brandon Ayuk. I don't like. Hunter Renfro, I kind of like. Tyler Lockett, I hate this year. Liked him in other years, I hate him this year. Give me Darnell Mooney all day, every day in PPR ahead of those guys. Just think about that potential upside. Can you, if I didn't give you Pringle, can you name any other wide receiver on the Chicago Bears right now besides the two that I mentioned? No, you can't because it's, they're, they're non-existent. <laughs> they stink, right? They're not an NFL wide receiver group. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they stink in terms of an average Joe. These guys are professional athletes, and I'll never say that. These guys are 100 times better than I ever was or ever will be because I'm old, washed up, and fat. <laughs> but in terms of an NFL roster, they don't have anybody that warrants targets besides Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. So look for Darnell Mooney to have a very good year in PPR solely because he has the target share, but if you want to add some more, because he is extremely talented. Give me all the shares of Darnell Mooney this year. So now that I've given you three guys that I think are extremely underrated in terms of fantasy football rankings, but also in football in general, um, Russell Gage is underrated, Michael Pittman is underrated, and Darnell Mooney is underrated. Those three guys, in my opinion, have a horrendous ADP that is way too low. Target these wide receivers in your draft. Or if you want to grab them, like I said earlier, and you're in a keeper-type format, make sure you're getting them now. It's not going to last. You can get them for relatively cheap if you get them now. Michael Pittman's already losing value because the word on my, Michael Pittman is starting, to, is starting to come out. People are starting to say, wait a minute. Michael Pittman put up that type of year with Wentz. So you're hearing it now. This is this is last call, my people, my good, good people. This is last call. Grab these three wide receivers while you can. That is going to put a bow on episode seven. On episode eight, I will continue this trend with wide receivers that are extremely undervalued and underrated in terms of their ADP. You're going to want to listen to next episode. I got some other guys that are flying extremely under the radar. This has been episode seven, last call. Y'all have a wonderful, a wonderful Monday, a wonderful Tuesday, and I'll see y'all here on Wednesday. Peace, love, and fantasy football.